Verity for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. A bit of a call-out to Aussie women who think a couple of glasses of wine a night not doing any harm. Well, been reading some pretty appalling stats this morning. A shocking revelation, actually. Uh, nearly one in four Aussie women aged between 35 to 59 are drinking to excessively dangerous levels far out drinking Aussie men apparently shocking revelation comes as an Aussie mother of two Susan Lung has shared her story she's spoken out after being arrested drink driving police found her sitting in her car she was parked in a bus zone almost incoherent with a blood alcohol reading of nine times over the limit so there's some recent studies that are finding the number of middle-aged women and mums in particular actually as well who drink excessively has more than doubled in the past 10 years 5,500 people die of alcohol-related illnesses and injury here in Oz each and every year. That is far more than our road toll. And there's 15 deaths and 400 injuries every single day to alcohol use. It's one of the leading causes of death amongst middle-aged women, along with suicide, and it's been increasingly linked to alcohol consumption. If you are having trouble or you know of someone that's having trouble, there are support services, uh, counselling online, for 24-hour free drug and alcohol counselling, 1800-888-236. And uh, family drug support online, 24-hour family support. There's another number there, 1300-368-186. And there's always the Alcoholics Anonymous line as well, which is 1300-222-222. I'll put all of that information up on our Central Wheat Belt and Avon Valley Facebook pages. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. Sports with Saratsis. Good morning to you, Joel. I'm happy. I've got my Eagles beanie on this morning, relishing in the win. Good morning, Verity. Yeah, well, I think most Eagles fans are very happy with the Eagles season so far. How are they going, eh? Second on the ladder, only behind Richmond last year's premiers. So they are having an amazing opening seven rounds to the season. And this week it was Port. They absolutely dominated. 42 points at Optus Stadium. And they really looked in control for the whole game. A little blip in the third quarter. They kind of switched off a bit. And Port got a bit of a run on with four straight goals. But otherwise, the Eagles are playing some great footy. Their midfield's working well. The defensive unit's defending well. And the forward line is just clicking beautifully. Josh Kennedy with four goals. Jack Darling with three. And Jack Darling is having one of his best seasons to date, I'd say. The Eagles are going swimmingly. Andrew Gaff in the midfield, 35 disposals. And the re-emergence of Jack Redden, who came over from Brisbane and has struggled since he's come over to the west from Brisbane, but he is really finding his feet. He had 32 disposals and kicked a goal. If there is some bad news coming out of the game, Verity, Luke Shuey, he did a hamstring in the opening five minutes of the game. Wasn't great for him, uh, and he'll be out for a couple of weeks. So the Eagles will have to refill some uh, speed in the midfield because he's really good in their midfield unit. But oh, And who do I forget, of course, to mention, Barry, the Rucks. Oh. And Nick Natanui are just playing beautifully as well. The so palm tree, all, how could you? <laughs> all around the ground, they are just on fire, the Eagles. They're having a wonderful season. And look, I know it's early, Verity. We try not to, you know, go off too early about finals talk. But it's hard to see them missing out on the finals. And I think they will play the jig just because they'll win enough games at Optus Stadium, you'd have to say, to sneak into the finals at least at a bare minimum. Understandably, you should be happy as an Eagles fan, Verity. And what about our Dockers fans? 
The Dockers wasn't great viewing for the Dockers yesterday uh, at the MCG. A 77-point loss to the Richmond Tigers, and they did not look in the game from the outset. They got absolutely dominated. The final score, 110-33. to 33. Uh, Their lowest ever score against Richmond, and the Dockers didn't have a lot of contributors. I think it was really their tackling pressure that was the most disappointing part, especially from a Ross Lyon perspective, I'd say. Verity, they hardly laid a tackle on Richmond, and when they tried to, Richmond were just breaking tackles left, right and centre, albeit they had one of the best tackle breakers in the game, Dustin Martin, on their side. But still, just not enough pressure for the Dockers. And defensively, they got completely broken down. One positive for the Dockers is the former Nat Fife. I don't know if you can be best player on the ground when you lose by 77 points, but if there is such a thing... He, he deserved it. Because, yeah, absolutely. He had 30 three disposals and was just everywhere. Took so many contested marks. He took eight marks for the game and a lot of those contested. And look, he's leading He's leading from the front five, but he hasn't got enough players coming with him at the moment. So look, they will rebound the Dockers, I'm sure. They're playing some Kilda at home next week. Very winnable game for them. So hopefully going forward, they can uh, get some W's on the board. Thank you so much, Joel, for a bit of a recap of this weekend's sport. And we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, Verity. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Have Mr. Jason Whitaker from the Shire of Northam on the line with me because we have some wonderful news. The fact that we've got some funding and plans happening in the way of a, a new youth is centre the right word that's going to be happening near Jubilee Oval there, Jason? Yeah, hi, Verity. No, probably more a precinct. Precinct. And look, while it's youth-focused, it's more a family precinct as well. Certainly a very exciting development from for not only Northern but the region as well and really, really pleased and appreciative of the support that we've received from Lottery West. So what's going to be there for people to go and, and have fun with? Yeah, so look, there's a range of elements to the precinct, Verity, so probably some of the main things is going to be a a significant skate bowl. So um, council, along with our appointed consultant, did a lot of consultation with our youth in the community to really find out what what um, they wanted in the precinct. So, like I said, there'll be elements like skate bowls. There'll be outdoor table tennis, uh, nature play area. Beautiful. Uh, I think I even read that there's going to be a flying fox yeah, as well. Yeah, there'll be a flying fox and something a little bit different, which is a parkour area as well. Ah, okay. Mm. You'll be hitting that up. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I might send the kids down. I'll uh, I'll be a passive onlooker, what, I think. Watch from afar. That's it. And the timeline, it's looking towards end of this year, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, look, certainly from our perspective, Verity, that's the aim. Um, looking to get, the, get it out to tender very shortly and hopefully we'll have it ready the next summer coming which would be yeah great great for as i said the community and the and the region and i had a man ring me up here at the station and ask me a local businessman asked me about the tender. How do any local businesses sort of get in touch in, in wanting to put forward their help or, or their services? Yeah, really good question. Very to get asked this a lot. So certainly from our perspective, we're really supportive and committed to supporting our, our local businesses. So look, there'll be a number of ways. So I guess all we'd ask is that local businesses keep their eyes on the local paper, on our website, also the Chamber of Commerce. So we've got a commitment and a partnership with, with, with our local local chamber of commerce whereby um, any tenders will provide through to, to them and they'll distribute it out, um, I- out individually to their members as well. So a number of ways that people can um, or businesses can keep um, I guess uh, an eye on when the tender comes out. Again fingers crossed that it sort of comes around it can be our, our Christmas gift for the, the families and kids of 
of Northam. And is there anything else that you, you wanted to, to say about the project? Very probably the only other thing that I uh, would like to say is that, it, that um, this development's also in the same precinct as, as, as that where our um, $8 million new aquatic facility will be located. So really in, in that, that area around the, the footy oval, so the Jubilee and Henry Street ovals, we're starting to develop a really strong, again, family recreational precinct. So we'll have the new aquatic facility, the two football ovals, the cricket oval, uh, the new uh, youth family space. So it really is a really active area for our community and I'm sure the, the kids will really and families will really uh, appreciate it and use it uh, a lot, I would imagine. Looking forward to, to having it start construction and another great place to, to go in town, making it an even better place to live. Thanks so much for a quick couple minutes of your time this morning, Jason, to give us some details about it. No worries, Verity. My pleasure. Verity for breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. Macker on the line with me. Our Avon Footy Association review from the weekend games. I'm actually still in WA, Verity. Thanks for asking. I was a bit of a close call yesterday when I uh, <laughs> took off from the paddock and landed somewhere out the back of Narrambeen. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a windy old day yesterday. But Avon Footy Association, three games. Started on Saturday. There were actually three winners. Beverly and York, who played on Saturday out of the win, and Cunderdon, who didn't play at all. They were always pretty happy with that. But Beverly won the league, 16-11, 107 to 6-8, 63-point margin. James Smith kicking five goals for the winners. Ruggiero for uh, Trent Nichols, the Oz kicker, and Brendan Old kicking two goals. Shannon Grigg kicking four goals for York. Ruggiero, Williams and Smith, best for Beverly. Shannon Grigg, Connor Singh and Bart and Tom Atkinson's keeping in in the family were the best for York. Big win for Beverly in the reserves, 11-14-80 to 6-9-45. Taylor kicking four goals for the winner. And in the netball, York won. The Joeys beat the Widows 43-24. to Jade Matthews was the best for the Joeys. And Janelle Reynolds, best for Beverly. Two games yesterday, Railways versus Querriting, 9-11-65 to 7-7-49. A 16-point win to Railways. So, very good effort by Querriting, travelling down to Northern. Might have been a little bit more sheltered down there. Campbell Buster Hunter kicking three goals for the winner. Jordan Kickett, Daniel kicking two. Daniel Negus, James Morris. And Jared Wynn kicking goals also for Railways. Morton Smith and Curtis kicking two goals. Querting and the best for the winners, Chris Holmes, McGuinness, Hart, James Morris and Nathan DeBleecourt, Sean Hayes, Mick Outridge, Dee Curtis and Lucky Lockie Luckins were the best for Querting. Big win for Railways in the twos, they're travelling very well down there, 14-17, 101 to 3-3-21, 80-point margin, Querting scoreless after half-time. Jermaine Davis Jr. kicking five goals for the winners and Winmar... Garlett and Jermaine David Jr., best players for railways, with Cam Watson, otherwise referred to as the toothpick with the flared end. The, also, the um, toothpick with the flared end. Yeah, thanks to uh, fellow commentary, John Hammond, for coming up with that one. Uh, and railways won the netball. That's a big win in the netball. 89-22. to 22. Kendall Robbins was the best for railways. Pardon me if I murder this name. Sada Vanabloo was the best for Querriting. And a big win for Kel Tamman. I didn't pick this one. So the kiss of death worked particularly well for Phil Robbo down there. 16 105-6642, a 63-point margin. Perhaps the game was done in the first quarter, Verity, 8 Goals to one. Oh dear. James Venturini and Mitch Innes, the coach, kicking four goals. Louis York playing his first game for the season, I think, get a couple of goals with Jesse Adamini. 
Brennan kicking three for Fetties with Moreno, Slater and Phillips also amongst the goals. Harry King, BOG for the Cavs. James Venturini, Jed Brennan and Nick Rogers. And for Fetties, Lockie Dunkerton, Caden Beasley, Tanner and Jackson Lyons. As this for a scoreline in the reserves, it was a draw. One goal, six apiece. Fetties kicked their one early and Stinger Griffiths kicked one late, but... Uh, that was ferocious conditions. The ball was actually blown out of the park on a number of occasions and into the paddock over the road. So, oh, dear. Yeah, Did you use spare was... balls or just a <laughs> no, bit of a run? Everyone just stopped and hit it from the breeze while I went and foxed it from uh, out the back of the bush. So it was horrendous down at Tamman. Singer Griffiths kicked the goal and Fudge also kicked the goal for Fetty's best players for the... No, well, for both sides. Tim Innes, uh, Lukey Taylor, Stinger Griffiths and Scott Button. That's for Keller Tamman. Barnes, Wade, Freddie Hunter, Drew Corbett and Zeki Allardyce. Best for Fetty's. Now, in the netball, that was also horrendous, obviously. Keller Tamman beat Fetty's. Now, I reckon that's the first time they've ever done that. 19 to 15. Emily Sherry was the best for Keller Tamman. And Lisa Williams, as is always, was the best for Fetty's. And that is a wrap. Thanks very much to Baxter's Rural Centre. Uh, they Gudge and Eli down there do a sensational job supporting everything Avon Football. Thanks, thanks for their continuing support, and that's a wrap. Thanks again so much for your time, and we'll check in with you on Friday. Thank you very much. Verity for breakfast. Yeah.